like I want to be the number one in the world that we want to be the best in the world so for someone to step in and say whoa listen you can't have the number one spot or this is you can have the number one spot but it has to look this way it's one of those things where it's just like okay I get it again because you have these agencies and they're trying to make sure that everybody has an opportunity but essentially if those other companies had an opportunity to be number one would they take it so I, I you have to see that aspect as well when you're partnering with someone or you're partnering with another company are they the best leaders need constant developing it might be on the personal side of development or the professional side but essentially the work that you do on yourself will benefit how you show up as a leader in the home as well as within the workplace. Check out these testimonials from some clients I've worked with in the past and make sure you book your session soon. They want to continue on this journey because it has been very beneficial for me. Um, like I said, I'm not the same person. I don't feel like I'm the same person I was five weeks ago. How I fit your strategic goal. And they're like, wow, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that does. I mean, I'll... I, I'm glad. I'm glad you got me there because that's that's good. So, feel it was accurate. Like, what what's your feedback? I think it was definitely accurate. Thank you so All much. Right. This was fantastic. You're welcome. You're welcome. And you have period. Like, how do you feel now? I do want to be successful in my business. Um, I need to work on me. I'm like, I'm happy right now. I am. I'm, that's this is good. good. So, what are you waiting for? Schedule your session today. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me on another episode of Internal Fire Presents the Act and Lead series. And on this episode, myself, Corey, and Tyrus bring you lessons from Google. What happens when a company has dominated the space? They're playing chestnut checkers, but there are people who have an issue with what they're doing. Why? Because they have been able to keep the competition at bay. What can we learn from them as business leaders, entrepreneurs, emerging leaders, those that are entrepreneurs that are trying to level up in organizations? Well, we're going to talk about it. So get your notepads, get your palm pilots, whatever your note-taking material is, and let's get into today's message. Let's hop into it, right? So we want to bring out this leadership in the news, right? So today, I know we previously, we've been talking about like, hey, man, this is some stuff that maybe you know they they haven't been doing right maybe this is some stuff that we want to highlight so people don't make the mistake um but this was something that was near and dear to my heart because i'm like you know what when we talk about leadership we're always talking about trying to fix a problem like we're always talking about um what was this issue how do we fix it how do we get the result but it's like few and far between what we ever highlight somebody that's been doing something great so I want to bring up my man Mark Cuban right because he's been doing a bunch of just I mean, the Lord's work, like just fire work. Right. And, um, you know, I don't I don't think we should skip people like that. I think we should highlight them and really show people, because if you can see what it looks like to to act and perform and to do these types of things, I think it's a lot easier for people to understand what a real leader looks like. So I, I want to kick it off, man. I just I, I love what he's doing. Um, I mean, through the pandemic, he's he was paying his workers at the Mavs. Uh, you know, there's the Delante West thing going on. Like he showed up himself. Like I'm gonna just I, I'm I'm gonna start off with you, Aisha. Like what 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 about Mark Cuban? Like kind of touched you. We had talked about this before. Like what touched your soul from Mark? 
Well, of course, the situation with uh, the basketball player um, and how he was willing to pretty much. um, So if no one knows the story, um, you have this NBA player um, that pretty much ended up on drugs on literally on the street and a video surfaced uh, on surfaced on media of him. And he just, again, he looked very, you can tell the weight of whatever he was dealing with the drug abuse, being homeless. It was like all over how he looked extremely skinny. I mean, looked like my, he might've not eaten in days and, it was pretty shocking because of course you hear, you know, when you, a lot of people think about how do you go from NBA, you're playing on this great team to now you're in a situation where you're homeless, where you don't, you're on drug. Like, how does that happen? And the fact that Mark Cuban was willing to step in and this wasn't the first time, um, but he was willing to step in and say, you know what, I'm going to bring him in and I'm going to take care of him, you know, get him the resources, rehab, whatever he needs so we can take care of whatever this person is dealing with. So I think that's a beautiful thing to see um, because again, when we, talk about leadership we want to make sure and again on this show we always highlight what you shouldn't do but this is stuff that you should do we need to make sure that when we're following leaders we want to be influenced by leaders we want to make sure we're connecting and we are following people who are doing work to support their team members or support people that they care about support the community and i think mark cuban has been somebody that's really stand up i mean he spoke about social issues he understands um the the power of community and taking care of people around you and i think that's so is uh, so important as a leader and the more you do that the more that people will trust you the more that you're a leader that you are looking at your team your community that you really seem like you care again this is hard work i know the finances are there i know mark Cuban is making a nice bag, but essentially people trust him and respect him as a leader because the work that he's doing, not just on the field or behind the scenes on the field or off the court, it's also the work that he's doing in the community for people. So remember as leaders, we also want to make sure that we're following, we're connecting. We are connecting to people who are also doing the work to get the bag, but what else are they doing to make sure that they're giving back to the community and the people? Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, so, Tyrus, talk to me. Right. And so for those of you on Instagram right now. Right. So I was talking about just the work in the community that he's done. Right. Like it's not just about the bag. Like it's not just about, uh, you know, making money. Right. So uh, for those of y'all listening, if y'all not in there right now, just go and hop in. I put the link at the right at the bottom of here. Uh, so, Tyrus, talk to me. What's uh, what what kind of touched you on Mark Cuban? So, man, I have been following Mark Cuban for years and years and years. And the immediate thing that I like about him is like they, they in the Titanic, they say, oh, that's new money. So Mark Cuban is new money. He's not born into it. He is not. It was not passed down. He worked to get everything that he has. So he has a different outlook. I mean, Mark Cuban was one of the original. I ain't wearing a suit and tie. I'm just not doing it. I'm not sitting in meetings all day. It's not productive. But what I really like most about Mark Cuban is he takes ownership as the leader. And oftentimes in business, whether we're the owner or we're the leadership team, we blame other people for mistakes that happen or, oh, we didn't know about it. But I was listening to an interview that Damon John did, and they asked him who was one person that he kind of looked up to who kind of gives him advice. And he said, Mark Cuban. And he said the reason was, um, it was a maybe a year or two, could be a little bit more. The sexual assault things went on in the Mavericks. And so what happened was Mark Cuban immediately stepped in and he was like, we got to correct this. We got to fix this. 
And he told Damon John, he said, no matter how big you get, no matter what level you're on, if it's your organization, you have to keep your finger on the pulse. You have to know what's going on. You're responsible. Nobody else. So I appreciate and I like that about Mark Cuban because he took ownership. Of course, he is so far removed from everything that happens, but he took ownership to say, you know what? This is my issue. And he gave that advice to another multi, multi, multi-millionaire. No matter how big you get, you still own it. You still have that responsibility to make sure it's all going over. And then, you know, with social justice, he had the interviews where he talked about, you know, with white privilege. And he said, even whether you agree or not, at least start to have the uncomfortable conversations, whether you agree or not. So as a leader, as a business owner, as a billionaire, this is a man who will still sit down and have a conversation about what he can do better, where he can grow. And that's just what I like most about Mark Cuban. He's always growing. He's a little rough around the edges with the way he speaks, but he'll take a fine fast. (laughs) He don't mind paying them. But that's what we need in leadership. We need people who are kind of against the grain a little bit that don't just conform. He could easily say, you know what? I'm a multi-billionaire. I'm a white male. I'm at the top. I can sit in with other circles and I don't have to deal with people. I don't have to go get Delonte West up off the street. He could have sent somebody or he could have sent a little bit of money. But for him to do it himself, it just shows that it's much bigger than money for him. Yeah. And that, and so that's something and that's something that is big. Right. So when you when you think about when you reach that level, it's like, yo, I don't have time to go pick up Delonte West. Right. Like, I don't have time to go pick this man. He could easily say, I mean, I gave you the money when you were playing. So, you know, what what did you do with it? That sounds like a personal problem. Right. But that's true leadership. And so for something for the folks on Instagram right now, something that uh, Tyrus brought up was just the the. The way that Damon John said, you know, he's also helping me. He's touching my life. Like I look up to him. And that's the thing. Iron sharpens iron. Right. So when when one person reaches a certain level, like when one person takes it to, to a different level, typically they're like, ah, man, I'm, I'm not taking advice from this person. We're kind of equals at this point. You don't have anything to teach me. And so, you know, for him to say that Mark Cuban is somebody that he still looks up to or still like gets mentorship or advice from. That's that's big for me. And so the the thing for me is one thing that stood out to me is is Shark Tank. There's a lot of sharks out here who just want to take your money. Right. So you'll be on a live. You'll be on a webinar or whatever. And, you know, it's coming. And they're like, yep, you just about to pitch me this thing. And or you're sitting in a seminar and it's like it's not thirty thousand dollars today. If you go to the back of the room, you can get it for fifteen hundred dollars. You'll never see this price after this or whatever. Right. But the thing is, for, for Mark Cuban, I have literally watched Shark Tank and seen him say, nah, you got it. Like, I'm not even going to offer you a deal, right? I'm not even going to give you a deal because you already got it. You don't need me. Maybe just hit me up. I've seen him say that on the show one time. He said, you know what? Here's my number. Go ahead and message me on the side because I don't want to invest money and take anything away from you. That takes a level of leadership, a level of character to not pounce on a situation and take advantage of somebody. I've seen him on shows say that's not the deal that you want, right? They 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 cut the deal and they and he's truly invested into this person. He's truly put himself in the in these people's shoes. Even going back to paying his employees, right? A lot of CEOs they were just furloughing people, so they were just like, hey, we just gotta we just gotta cut ties right now. You come back whenever 
whenever we start making money again. But he was like, you know what? Step out of this. Step into step into their shoes. They have bills to pay. Let's pay them, right? And the thing is, once they come back, guess who's invested? The people who were getting paid. Um, so yeah, I just I wanted to highlight some positive things because a lot of times we talk about leadership and it's just in the negative and how do we fix it, right? Um, but let's pivot from there. So the big topic of discussion today, right? Google. Google has a lawsuit going on. For those of you who don't know, Google has a lawsuit against them, um, basically saying that they're monopolizing themselves. Uh, so the first question I have, just to give people a rundown before I ask the question, though, um, basically they're being said, hey, you're loading these apps up into phones without giving people choices, right? Like you're harming the competition. You prevent rivals from getting to a better place, right? Uh, you're paying billions of dollars, Apple, LG, Motorola, Samsung, uh, you know, to put yourself on the forefront of this. So I'm, I'm going to start with Tyrus on this one, right? In the process of building your business, in the process of putting your systems and everything in place, is this just good business or is it, is it, I mean, you, if you have a vision this big, is it, is it good business? Is it innovation or is it just something that's real shady on the backside that people need to be aware of? So that's a great question. <laughs> and it's a hard one to answer because when you look at it from just the top layer, that's good business. I mean, you have positioned yourself and revolutionized searching. I mean, they're not the only search engine, but the change they made and everything they have done innovation wise makes them the top dog. And so when people look at that, we have gotten used to Google for our searches. That's why they control 80 percent of the market in general search queries on the back end. When you begin to look at it, OK, is it manipulative? Are they contro really controlling people? Do we have another choice? And when they preload their apps and they pay Android or Apple or other developers to preload where you can't remove it, then it's almost like, okay, now they're forcing me to use their product in a slight way because now they say that, you know, we don't force people to use it. You can always go to Bing <laughs> or the old Lycos or, you know, you can always go somewhere else and do your search. However, we know that people like to follow the path of least resistance. So if Google is sitting up on the front, I'm going to use Google. Why would I go around and try to figure out another way to browse? And so when you look at it in that manner, one, they are doing business for themselves to be profitable. So they are doing good business. However, if they truly aren't giving people a choice, and they're making it, it's almost like a nudge. I'm going to nudge you in the direction I want you to go in. I'm not full out manipulating you, but I'm kind of pushing you. It's like when you have children, you give them two choices. They can pick either choice, but the choices are what you determine and set up. So it's kind of tipped in your favor because they're going to only choose what you give them. And that's what I feel like is going on with Google. That's what the government is recognizing. and say, okay, you control 80% of the market. That's too much. How can we let other people get in and have a piece of that pie? Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah and I got, mean, actually, what you got? I know you, I, I see the wheels turning up there. <laughs> yeah, because I, and it, you know, just like Tyrus, it is a difficult one because as business leaders, our goal is to, 
you know, be the first on the mind, right? That top of mind awareness. I need you to go to Google first. I need you to go to my app first. I need you to go to my store first. I need you to purchase my service first. So I understand the competitive side of it. And then on the aspect of, again, when you're starting to bring government and the other entities who are thinking about the good for the people in that in that nation, they're thinking, okay, we want to make sure business owners have opportunities. We want to make sure that everybody can have an opportunity to be seen. So on that aspect, I can understand because that is the function of those government agencies. The function is for them to make sure that the most is the masses are about, you know, because again, entrepreneurship is a big thing. You want to make sure that the masses have the opportunity to, um, you know, put again, have an opportunity as well to flourish in these different industries. So I, I'm, I'm this is one of those things that we talked about it a little bit last week, Tyrus. We're just like, ah, I can understand how as a business leader, you want to be the one everybody goes to. But on the second hand, as we were talking about before we hopped on live, is if you are going to have an alternate service, if you know that you have a search engine that is the bomb or you think it's the bomb, make sure it's the bomb. Because the reality is I have utilized other services and it's been like, mm. so for instance, the military, a lot of us use Internet Explorer. That is the go to that we utilize for a lot of the applications that we use. Well, unfortunately, Internet Explorer was not functioning in the same capacity as Google Chrome was. So I found myself utilizing Google Chrome more often than using Internet Explorer, even though I still had to use both because it was attached to a lot of the applications that I was using regard in regards to the military systems that I needed to have access to. But the interesting thing is they have done some updates in regards to some of the sites. Like one of the things I'm about to start my graduate program. So there is a educational site that I go to. That's where I put in my request for tuition assistance so they can pay for my classes and so on. Well, they just upgraded it. And because they upgraded it, it no longer is supported by Internet Explorer. Why? Mm -hmm. Because again, Google is on a Google Chrome is on a different level. Like they merge better with that system. And there's another system that I just realized it no longer merges with Internet Explorer. So I had to copy the link and take it to Google Chrome. So if you're going to say that, listen, I want to have an opportunity and you want to put it out there, make sure that you identify and find out what is it that makes Google Chrome the best or whatever. What, did it, what is it that makes that other business the one that everybody runs to? What's going to make me stand out? What's going to make me different? What's going to make me more innovative? So if I do have that door open for me, when people do finally go to my, you know, Bing.com or Yahoo.com or whatever it is, it's going Going to be on point. But that's the other side of it. And again, I can understand when um, a piece of like the competitiveness, I want to be the top dog in my industry. And now it's conflicting with other people having opportunities. So this is a tough one because it's like, I see both sides. I see both sides. And I can understand the government trying to ensure that other people do have the choice and that's the biggest thing. I should be still be able to choose what search engine I want to utilize, what place I want to go purchase from, what app I want to download versus it being forced on me. And I think that part is one of the areas that people, the consumer needs to have control of. Give them the choice to choose versus, um, you know, yes, be strategic, but still give them the choice to choose and say, hey, you can go all elsewhere if you want. But just know when you go to this Internet Explorer, I ain't going to be mad when you come back running to me because I know my service is on point. So I see both sides. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's the thing is, right. Everybody wants choices. Everybody wants to be able to choose that. Right. Like, especially in Texas, like 
<laughs> they just like, I got a right to do whatever I want to do, right? Like, I got choice. I'm going to make my choices. That's my, that is my right to be able to do that. But one of the, one of the things I want to think want to think about too is I got I got a little bit of that dog in me, so I'm just like, look, if you can't keep up with me, ah, that's not my fault. But um, so something that and I and I don't know this, um, you know who they're working with or what the statistics behind it are. I'm curious to know whether Google is actually working with other tech companies to try to uplift them or like pushing other people to the forefront also because yes, they may be because. With me having a dog inside of me, I'm like, we can all still win. You just probably not going to be better than me because I'm still working at it. Right. So that's the thing is like, is is Google pushing people to the forefront to say, hey, you can also win. You also keep, you know, a level of, of status or a level of success in your own business. And I think about them partnering. I mean, they're doing clean energy products. They're doing uh, I think one was with Apple and Microsoft uh, also with the big tech giants where they're also partnering with these people to say, hey, we want more clean energy, right? Uh, so that's the thing. Are they pushing other tech companies to go up or down? I guess the lawsuit would tell us whether or not uh, that's an actual thing. Um, but yeah, I, I get it that you should have a choice. But to be honest with you, when I go to Bing, I'm like, ah, oh, you didn't give me what I want. When I go to Yahoo search, I'm like, yeah, you also didn't give me what I wanted, right? And so that's the thing. It's like I always end up going back to Google. Um, you know, even even for jobs that I've had, uh, you know, currently we use, you know, Internet Explorer. It was at edge right now. Um, so we use that. And I'm just like, please let me use my own computer so I can use Chrome. Right. So that's the that's the thing. Um, other things for me that I'm considering is, you know, when you're talking about uploading, uh, they, they talked about the app stores and all this other stuff in Android phones, like specifically Samsung's and whatnot. I don't know any other app stores outside of Apple and, and, and Google. So when I'm loading these apps up into my phone, right, I got a, I have a Samsung S9, right? When I'm loading the apps up into it, I'm like, where else would I go to actually get apps? I don't really know what other places. So that tells me maybe there's a lack of communication for other, you know, app store areas that you can find for you to be able to find these things. But I guess so that, that will let us pivot into like, how do we ensure that? Because we have these visions, we have these dreams, right? We have this, we have this, even in act and lead, right? Like we, we want to be the face of like, if you need leadership fixed, right? If you need a process, a system, you need to increase your emotional intelligence, right? You trying to build a team, right? A culture, act and lead is the person. So how do we avoid this when you have such a big vision um, and I, I'm going to kick this off to Tyrus again, because I think this is more of his alley. How do you avoid things like this when you have such a big vision and then all of a sudden the government himself are like, yeah, you can't you can't do that. You can't own the whole marketplace. It's not my fault. I'm good. I, I want to back up just a little bit uh, to what Aisha was mentioning about the people having the choice. And that's Google's. Um, that's their whole argument, their defense. People still have a choice. They're not forcing anybody to utilize their service. And Corey, to answer your question, I think with our vision, we want to be number one in the world. We want to be the best when it comes to those areas. So if we do snap up market share, we're not telling people don't come to us. We just deliver a service and a product that's so robust. People come. When I get on Google to do a search, it's so simple. I don't have to try to figure it out. The web page is never down. It's never laggy. It, it doesn't have the issues that IE, Firefox, and others, and Firefox has been coming up lately. 
it doesn't have the same issues. So when you deliver an unparalleled service, people are going to come to you. The email is just better. The Google for business, their apps are just better. They took a different process, a different path, and made everything better. And now these other companies are mad because, okay, now I can't get people to get a Yahoo account anymore or MSN account or a Hotmail account. It's because you weren't innovative. And when I think about developers and people on the back end that develop these apps, develop these systems, like your your web pages, your brow, your things that work with these browsers, they're looking for ease of use. So if I can you utilize Chrome as a browser and I can develop my app and make it work well easily, that's what I'm gonna use. If it's gotta be difficult, that's why you have your Android fans and you have your Apple fans. Apple doesn't let you just do anything on their product. They control it. So for your people who want to do different, they go to Android. Now, Apple can't be mad and be like, well, why are these people going over there? Well, because you don't give them development freedom. So for us, as we build our business and build our consulting agency, if we deliver a robust product, I don't feel the government should be able to step in and say, hey, you guys are doing it too big. (laughs) Calm it down. Let's give somebody else some opportunity. They have opportunity. They just have to take it. Yeah. Come through. Yeah. And that, uh, that's, through. and I mean, it's real. What you got, what you got on that, Aisha? Yeah. I mean, and, and even with um, the aspect of like in partnership. So if Apple has identified like is that Google is the best and I want to make sure my consumers have the best experience, then I too am thinking it from that perspective. Okay. Again, with partnerships, what, what we've been talking about in regards to partnerships, when we partner, we want to make sure we partner with the best, right? We want to make sure that the collaboration is effective because if we come together and we're all gurus in our spaces, when it, to, when it comes to connecting with the consumer and providing them with that experience, I know when that, when Corey's talking about employing engagement, it's going to be amazing. I know when Tyrus is talking about systems, it's going to be amazing. I know when Aisha talks about emotional intelligence, leadership development, or when we all talk about it, it's going to be amazing. So if I want that, I'm going to, again, partner with the the client or excuse me, partner with someone else that provides that service. So when someone does go to the Google, um, excuse me, when they do go on the internet provider, they boom, they they have that amazing experience. So I can understand from the aspect of, okay, if I do have a cell phone company, I want to make sure I collaborate with the best of the best because that adds to the experience that adds to that whole package that I am putting together in that phone. That's a million dollars. So you have to understand that perspective as well. And I, I can, I can understand what Tyrus is saying is just like, I want to be the number one in the world and we want to be the best in the world. So for someone to step in and say, whoa, listen, you can't have the number one spot or this, you can have the number one spot, but it has to look this way. It's one of those things where it's just like, okay, I get it again, because you have these agencies and they're trying to make sure that everybody has an opportunity. But essentially, if those other companies had an opportunity to be number one, would they take it? So I, you have to see that aspect as well. When you're partnering with someone or you're partnering with another company, are they the best? What have they showed that they're the best? Because essentially that's going to add to the customer experience and that the customer experience is good. Then we're going to stick and be continue to be partners. So I can understand the partnership aspect as well and why you will want to connect with the best of the best. Because if the best of the best makes me look, look like I'm the best, then we, we the best. Okay, like DJ Khaled, we the best. We can all 
gonna be the best. So um, that's another great aspect of it. And again, this is one of those like uh, touchy situations, but I can understand how when you want to pay monopoly in the area of business, you only want to partner, connect with the best so you can take over the market. And Corey, I got something else on that before you jump in. When we think about monopolies, we we go back to the early 1900s with Standard Oil and Rockefeller. What they did was built a company, started to control the market, added other oil companies to their underneath their umbrella. So they were able to mass produce so much. Then they dropped the prices and undercut the competition. So they drove competition out of business by those practices. And so when the government looked at that, they were like, okay, this is a monopoly because not only have you acquired your competition, the people that didn't want to come along, you cut them out because you were able to make it. It was a 71% discount from the listed rates. (laughs) So they were able to just get everybody else out of business. Google hasn't done that. They don't offer anything that's so much cheaper than Yahoo or so much cheaper than MSN that you would use their product. They haven't undercut anybody on pricing or services. They just deliver a superior product. They haven't robbed anybody's choice. When they broke up Standard Oil, they created 34 different companies out of that one big one. If you were to break up Google today, what would it look like? Because last week when we talked about Facebook, if we were breaking up Facebook, you can get back Instagram, (laughs) you can get Oculus, can go back to their VR world. You can separate some parts of Messenger. So Facebook can be broken up and taken apart to different companies. But when you look at Google, it's just them. Now, that's not to say that they haven't snapped up or brought up some technology companies or hired some people along to make them stronger. But those companies we weren't even aware of. We don't even know their product. So it's not like they took something that was established like an IG and then bought them out and rolled them into their services. So I truly don't think that Google has a monopoly in the in the true sense of what an illegal monopoly is. I think they just offer a great, great service and they bring the people in. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's really what it comes down to. So while y'all were talking, I was actually doing a search on the side. Right. So I brought up Google, Bing and Yahoo. And so one of the things just for just for the people to know. Right. So when we're talking about what's the superior product, what's the thing that I prefer to go to? We live in an age where people want it today. We want it right now. So here's the thing. So I typed in because I, I, was, I said I didn't know it. Right. I typed in how does Google help other tech startups? So as I'm looking at this, when I go to Google, it immediately says Google runs and partners with leading co- co-working spaces, accelerator programs and events to help startups do what they do best. And then, boom, there's a link right here that says startup community to provide mentorship. Google for startups. I went to Yahoo. I typed in the same exact thing. How does Google help with tech startups? All it says is how to get funding for your startup, Google startups. And underneath it says get to know Google's AI focused venture fund. Right. I go to Bing. It said I typed in the exact same thing again. It said how to get funding for your startup, Google startups. It's the same. Get to know Google's AI venture fund. Right. So when we look at those three things, which one would I go to? I would prefer Google because you gave me the direct link for me to say, yep, this is the link to my community. Right. And so that's also something that on the flip side, I want people to start thinking about is when you have the ease of use, how many people are going to come to you. Right. 
because right now I don't really care what Bing and Yahoo have to say. I got the direct link to where Google is telling me, come here. That way you can get your, you can get your stuff fixed. Right. I did it again. Right. With the top, um, top search engines, uh, right now. And I said, uh, I just, I literally typed in other search engines other than Google. And so what I got was on Yahoo, uh, I mean, on, on Google, it popped up at the top. It says 17 great search engines that you can use instead of Google. On Yahoo, it just gave me a list one through five of Bing, Yandex, CC Search, Swiss Cows, Duck, Duck, Go. Never heard of these places in my life. Um, and then I typed it in in Bing and it said the same thing. It said Bing, Duck, Duck, Go, Yahoo, Ask and Baidu. I, so now we have two websites conflicting with each other. We got some stuff that I ain't never even heard of before. Uh, but here's one thing, though. Bing and Yahoo actually gave you an immediate pop up that said these are the top search engines other than Google right now. So I guess we can play with the idea that maybe they are kind of taking that taking that step back because we're not going to highlight that type of stuff because that's my business. Right. Because when I look at Yahoo, when I look at Bing, it's like a smack dab in the front one through five. This is the other places that you can go. However, again, superior product. Who is DuckDuckGo? I'm not sure. Um and I'm not sure why I would use that to try to figure this out, right? Uh, to figure out what I need. So I guess let's segue into the next question. Um, so we know that, you know, once your vision is this big, you have the superior product and whatnot. Um, I guess let's dive down into it. Let's play Google. So we're Google in the moment. Um, we built this company and people are saying, you know what? You're so good that you're the, you're the monopoly right now, I guess. I'll kick it off to Aisha first. Like, what's the first step that we take to say, no, we're not. We're not a monopoly. Actually, we're trying to uplift people. We're trying to put people in different places. Don't go anywhere. Stay right here for the other half of this message. That'll be back to you in one second. What's up, guys? This is Aisha Thomas, one third of the Act and Lead team. And I want to invite you to our free community. Yes, our free community, because the reality is when I started on this journey of building my business, personally develop, I really needed more access to information, resources, and the right connections. So I was able to get that. And I know for some of you out there, you might not have access to that, but we're giving you that, right? And the way you can get access is by texting ACT and LEAD. Again, text ACT and LEAD to 443-230-5587. Again, text ACT and LEAD to 443-230-5587 and get access to this community that's going to get you that information get you those connections, get you those resources that you need as you level up in the different areas. If you're a business owner, entrepreneur, if you're a leader within an organization or even in the household, whoever you are, we have connections all over the place and information that's really going to help you in this season. So connect with us again, text ACT and LEAD to 443-230-5587. See you guys in there. But are they not a monopoly? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Listen, it's a, it's it's it, it is the monopoly game. Like you're trying to dominate. You're trying to be that go-to person. Um, but essentially, um, everyone does have a choice. Yes, there's a level of convenience. So when I go on my phone and the you know the first thing that comes up is this, I'm going to go and utilize on? that. And, and oh, okay. 
All right. Don't know what just happened. There. I'm really not sure what happened. <laughs> okay. All right. But anyway, as I was as I was shining, um, so I'm going to go with familiarity. What what's going to pop up first? And then of course, now when it is time, because I've been um I've been utilizing other apps or other things, and it'll give me the option. Do I want to utilize Google Chrome? Do I want to utilize? And the interesting thing is, like even with Google Chrome on the app, right? I'm gonna go to Safari on my on my iPhone versus going to Google Chrome because. I like Safari and Safari has that interconnection with Google Chrome. So even for Apple phones, they have that aspect where I'm like, I'm not going to Google Chrome because it doesn't move and function like I want to. I will even utilize on my Apple phone, the Gmail. There's not an app, but they have the mail app embedded in it. It has a collaboration with Gmail. So then I go into my settings, set that up versus using the Google Mail app because it doesn't function the same way. So again, this this business and it is a game of monopoly. It is a game of trying to be the person that, you know, dominates the, the space. But again, essentially... I think that on the backside, what they're doing, if they're offering services to support other up and coming, up, excuse me, up and coming tech companies, if they're do th- doing things to provide, um, you know, guidance and support for other entrepreneurs out there so they can have an understanding of how to dominate, how to be leaders. I think that's a great way to give back. It's a great way to, uh, to provide service. And again, I'm one of those individuals where it's like, it's your individual choice. It's up to you as a business leader. It's up to you as a leader in the organization, because it's also applies to leaders in the organization It's up to you if you decide that I'm going to take over I want to be the top dog and I don't want to help anybody and give them any information you can do that that is fine but when it comes to purpose legacy community when it comes to giving back I think that's a that's essential of being a transformational leader I think it's extremely important to educate and help those that's coming behind you to really know about the ins and outs of business. And yes, it might, they might have to invest time. They might have to, you know, volunteer, which might essentially still help your business. So I think that aspect is important, but essentially as a leader, it's, it's going to be, or as a business, you want to dominate, you want to take over. I don't see anything wrong with it, but essentially what are you doing to make sure that you're bringing other people behind you? What are you doing to make sure that people are leveling up? What are you do- going to do to give back to the people and support them so they can have that understanding of how to get there and how you got there? And I think that's a truly effective legacy and truly being effective as a business leader by also educating people who might not have access to the same resources, the same minds as you have. So, you know, I think, you know, if you think about a step one, find ways where, yes, dominate. Like, there's nothing wrong with dominate. It's all it's all a game. Right. But essentially, what are you going to do to help people who might not have the resources that might not have the data or they might not have the support and really help educate them so they can understand what it's going to take and the actual um, actionable steps that's going to take for them to hopefully get to the level where you have gotten to. What were we thinking? I see some wheels turning up there. Uh, information that was me i was actually looking at alphabet as the whole company you know over a billion users you got google you got youtube you got android so when i clicked on the youtube somebody's video popped up (laughs) and just started playing so that's my bad yeah that's my bad but what i was looking at was how alphabet is now the parent company of google and these other smaller companies And one of their models is to do speculative things 
in a crazy way. They bet on things that other people don't bet on. And I think that's what made them different from IE, Yahoo. They tried to stay that, or they tried to stay right in the middle of what they were good at at that time, which was email. And, you know, Yahoo had chat and they had groups, but they weren't really big on innovating. And that's kind of why they got left behind. And so Alphabet as a company is just trying to innovate. I mean, they're even looking at drone delivery, which is Amazon's thing. You When you think of drone delivery, you think about Amazon, but they're already working on that as well. And I think as leadership, like Aisha was saying, it's up to them to decide how big they want to go where they want to take their vision, what they want to do. And when you have aggressive leadership like Google, you're going to do things that step on other people's toes because they're going to be like, why can't Google just stay in their role? Why can't they just stay small? Or why can't they just do what this small area? So I feel like in a sense, when the government talks about monopoly and we're going to break you up or we're going to stop you, Google's stepping on some toes. They're They're moving in a direction where the people who are looking at them from the outside don't really understand and they're and they're growing they're successful at it it'll be different if they did it and failed if youtube never became what it became then there would be no question but now we know that youtube besides google is the other number one search engine in the world is where everybody goes to see their videos is where everybody goes to upload their content and really download some stuff so before youtube what was it where do we go to get videos and all these things, how-tos? I mean, you had to go in the grocery store and buy a how-to man, how to fix your toilet <laughs> from the from Home Depot. But now you can get right on YouTube, do that same thing, put your toilet name in, and there's somebody fixing it. So they have innovated just in a place where other people have ignored. They took it and put it all in a central location, one place where you can go research learn and grow and i think that's what people need that's what people want and until other industries or other competitors start doing it why even complain about them having a monopoly i mean you're not doing it i can't come to you to get it there's nowhere i don't know anywhere else you can go to watch videos motivational how to educational podcasts anything that tickles your fancy where can you go get it besides youtube it doesn't exist so why complain about oh they control over 80 percent of the share well they're the only ones doing it <laughs> yeah and i mean one of the things and i'm just trying i'm just trying to put myself in google shoes right is i'm sure there's been some market research done right i'm sure especially with the deal that they have with apple right if i'm paying you money there's probably a reason that i'm paying you money right and so for us it's like okay cool department of justice Here's my information. I conducted a search. I asked my customers, right? We do that a lot of social media. I asked my customers what they wanted. They came back to Google. So why should you hurt me? Because people just keep coming back to me, right? So now I have to pay the price because I have the superior product, you know, and, and realistically, Google has become a, a lifestyle brand, right? So when you say to go search it, they say, hey, go Google that. They don't go say, go bing that, go Yahoo that go whatever. Right. They say go Google it. Right. But here's the same thing. When you think about Coke, a lot of places, especially down in the south, a Coke could mean Sprite, Dr. Pepper, uh, Dr. Check, Dr. Thunder. It can mean whatever. Right. <laughs> right. It can mean gender. I think the only thing 
and y'all correct me if I'm saying this right or not, the only thing that a Coke might not be referred to as is ginger ale. Y'all tell me if I said that right. Is it ginger ale or ginger ale? Oh. But, <laughs> but, but, look, but check this out. So here's the thing. So if they're doing research, if Apple got together with their people, if Microsoft got together with their people, if whoever got together with their people and they said, well, this is who we want because we want a superior product. And especially Apple, if you think about it, we want it to be ease of use. We want it to be the the innovative, the the line pushing type of thing, right? I'm gonna go with Google because when my people turn their phone on, and I thought about my Android when I when I first bought my Samsung, you don't get Google Chrome in there. You get internet, you get internet something. It's like internet browser, I think it's called. I then go ahead and download Google Chrome because that's what I prefer. So that's the thing. I mean, that would be my argument if I'm in this situation. I'm like, hey, look, here's the data. Here's the research on why we continue to do what we do, because these companies are coming to us to tell us this. Right. There's no there's no way that a company says, hey, your product's not really that great, but we'll just continue to put it in our phones. Um, Something that I was thinking about, too, though, was Google also has to pivot in this in this situation because they've been fine before, right? So the UK fined them about $9 billion. Um, so depending on whatever happened in that situation and what that fine was, we have to be smart enough to be able to pivot to say, you know what, if the UK got us, what what decisions do we need to make? What pivots do we need to make for people to, to not be like, oh, well, it's a monopoly. They're taking over everything, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's I guess that's my take on this. I guess that's my that's my feel on whether or not, you know, am I a monopoly or not? I think I just think that at a certain point in time, when you're good, you're good. Right. Could could we call uh, and this I guess we'll segue into this next question. When we think about monopolies, is it simply because someone else hasn't risen to that to that level? Right. It's not my fault. So for people for people who don't know, Microsoft owns Bing. Microsoft is a billion dollar company. Why isn't Bing just as strong as Google? You know, Yahoo is a big company. Why isn't Yahoo search just as big as, as, you know what I mean? So that's the type of thing that I want to bring to the forefront because, and just pivoting this conversation, I thought about it when I said Coke, when you think about the uh, soft drink distributors, candy distributors, chip distributors, um, um, I think it's like skin, skincare uh, distributors, they ain't but like five of them. Right. And so when you think about those, you think about Mars bars, right? They you got all these other candies, they're all from Mars, right? You think about you think about Coke, they're all from this, right? You think about Pepsi. Like you go to a store, is it a monopoly because KFC uh struck a deal with Pepsi for for their drinks, which I'm not too privy to Pepsi, but is it different that McDonald's has Coke products inside of their thing, right? Is it different that you know, so what are your what are your thoughts on that? I'm gonna kick it over to you, Aisha. On what's your thoughts on on even that aspect to it? Because is Google getting picked on because these other companies who are billion dollar companies just aren't as good, or is it a true monopoly? Because even if you look at other places like Mars and Coke and Pepsi and uh, General Mills and stuff like that, when we think about products, to be honest with you, when I if I if I want Fruit Loops. I can get Fruit Loops or I can get Dino Bites. But guess what? Them Dino Bites is still from General Mills. So, you know, what are they getting picked on or is it just or is it truly a monopoly? 
Uh, it sounds like there's a double standard because you're right. I mean, you have these companies when like even, I mean, there's so many companies that I, I figure out like, oh, they're owned by them. Oh, that's the, oh, that's the only place they go to make those movies. Oh, that's the only one that distributes the movies. Oh, that's the only place that, you know, offers the popcorn that you eat. Oh, so it does sound like there's a bit of a double standard. And again, someone had to raise this issue, of course. Someone had to file the report and say, you know what, what they're doing is not, it's not the best. So someone had to raise the issue. But if you really assess it and look at it cr across the board, it is a double standard. It's, it 100% is a double standard. And I, I have to agree that it is. Uh, and a company should be able to dominate. But there is also the 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 aspect of people should, and I think everybody knows. Everyone knows that if they don't like something, they can go and utilize another service. You two have Android phones. Bless your heart. I like Apple. I'm a ride or die with Apple. You know, it is what it is, and that's okay. Like normally, you don't even see this dynamic, but you have two Android users and one Apple user. Like that's not the norm. But either way, you guys saw that there's a quality in utilizing Android. Now, yes, are those like the dominant uh, industries or the people that have taken over the markets? Yeah, for sure. But again, people do have they do have the opportunity to innovate. And I think that in this game of business, you do have to go into it, making sure that when you really assess and identify, that's why when we do the training, we're doing a training on Monday that you guys definitely need to sign up for. We talk about the psychology of business communication. We hop on Thursdays live so and do the q a so we can answer your questions we have a 12-week cohort program that's starting soon all those little details and within that programming and what we're talking about we always have that conversation and we ask those business leaders what is it about you that stands out what makes you different from everybody else that does this type of development everybody else that has the service we have to make sure that when you go into this game you recognize there are multiple people within this industry and we need to map out something that's going to make you unique and make you stand out and a lot of people don't do that they go in and say i'm gonna just start the service and it's like there's already hundreds of them all already out there what makes you different? Well, you know, people need to, people need it. Well, there's again, five people in the Rolodex that they can call that utilize it, that can provide that service. All kinds of noise going on behind the scenes, y'all. Okay, all, all kinds of noise. But anyway, but essentially you have to make sure that when you're going into business, when you are going into leadership, you want to make sure that you are going about it in a customized way that makes you stand out, that makes you the best, that makes you the be the person that people want to hire. Even when you're going to, to apply for a job, right? And you're trying to get to the next leadership level. What are you going to do? You want to dominate within that organization. You want to show up. You want to stand out. And people are like, man, every time you apply for a job, you always get it. Why? Because you have stood out. There's something unique about you versus every other application that those people see. So again, I don't think anything is wrong with what they're doing. I think essentially what we can take from it as leaders, business leaders is what are we going to do? So we are the ones that people always choose for the job. People always make the CEO. People always want to work for or do business with because you have stood out in a way and you have done it in a way that's unique and also produces results. Oh, that's fire. That's good. And when we think about it, and Corey, you, you did bring up a great point. When you think about certain candy, certain products, one two or three individuals distribute those. And so I don't know how they get away with not being a monopoly. When I think about young brands, they own KFC, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell. <laughs> it's like 
none of these things or very few of them, I don't want to talk in absolutes, but very few of them are owned singularly. Most of these are brands under an umbrella of somebody that owns several different things. And I think that's just the way we do business. As long as we're not undercutting competition, as long as we're not price gouging, as long as if I think about a monopoly to be true, Verizon, Comcast, Xfinity and DirecTV. I don't know anybody else that provides cable other than some of these smaller, smaller places that's local, but they can pretty much charge what they want because you can only go to one or the other if you want it and if you want good service. So Google is just a step ahead when we talk about innovation again. Microsoft chose to focus on Microsoft Office and Windows. They chose to push out the PC and that software. They didn't choose to focus on IE and pushing out a different product where we can go and watch videos. They chose to put everything into Outlook and look how long it took them to put um, Outlook, Excel and all that online. It used to be a disc and you had to download it and install it. You have to go through all of this just now in recent times, a year or two, they started to bring it online office 365. They behind Google in the cloud they didn't give you anything to download which made it easier for consumers and cheaper <laughs> i mean you can get a free gmail account and you have google sheets and google slides google hangouts all that stuff is free now it's limited but microsoft wanted to charge you for that up front you want office you gotta pay for office you want Office 365? Now you got to pay an annual. And they finally, even with their updates and Windows 10 and moving forward, all of that stuff is online now. All of it's in the cloud. It's a subscription. And so they're just, they're catching up. So I think that as we continue to see other businesses, other companies, if you can take something from this, don't take it as, well, big companies need to look out for smaller companies. Find your competitive advantage in the marketplace. That's what you need to grow as a business. And as a leader in an organization, you always need to establish research and learn your competitive advantage and make sure that's out in the front. And then you won't have to worry about a company like Google snapping up the market share because you will have something that's valuable. Now, if they come and try to buy you out and then they try to bully you, then we're talking about the negative aspects of it. But if they come to you and they say, hey, you got a great product, you have a great service, we would like to incorporate that in our offerings because you're doing something that we don't do, then you have a major opportunity. I would love to create a company and sell it for a few billion <laughs> and sit back. You and me both. I need. I think we need three multi-billion dollar companies to come from this one thing. But here's the thing. Speaking of multiple companies, I just want to bring this to, to the, the listener, the viewers, like attention, right? And I'm just talking about Pepsi and Coke. So when I look at Pepsi, I'm looking at the largest PepsiCo brands uh, based on 2009 retail sales, right? Number one, obviously Pepsi, but you got Mountain Dew, Lay's Potato Chips. I didn't even know Pepsi did food. I didn't. I guess I never realized who owned the the, the potato chips and whatnot. Um, Gatorade, Diet Pepsi, Tropicana beverages. Also, didn't know Pepsi did that. 
Seven uh, Up Doritos also did no Pepsi did that. So y'all get the point where I'm saying like these brands, they these are like household name brands that is owned by Pepsi. So you know when you <laughs> when you think about a lot of these, even down on the list, Tostito, Tostitos tortilla chips, they got a whole bowl game that Tostitos funds. That's millions of dollars in football right there, right? Sierra Mist, Fritos. However, the thing is, I wanted to pivot over to Coke. And this uh, breaking statistic here. So it says, Coke, it would take you nine years if you tried one Coke product a day. It would take you nine years to finish them all. Wow. <laughs> I was like, how many products? So I need. I think we need to get to work on creating some products. But um, yeah, so that's one of the things before we wrap this up that I'm thinking about. You know, are are they being bullied? Are they not? The you know, we'll we'll tell with time or whatever happens with this thing. But um, for just for just people to get it in their mind, when you're doing business, maybe you got to break that down into some different to some different spots, some different sections and whatnot. That way, you're not uh, you know, being you're not being this uh, I guess monopoly is that what they want to call it, right? Uh, so just before we before we break it out, speaking of products, right? So. I guess we do. We want to break news to people right now about this coaching cohort. I mean, we got a couple spots left if people want to sign up for it, right? Um, and we're gonna take you through everything. We're gonna take you through emotional intelligence, how to build a team, how to build your business system, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're a leader, right? You gotta have a system in place, even if you walk into a building every single day for someone else, right? Presentation skills, like how do you get up in front of people and you let them know the great job that you've done, right? Or if you're not doing that great of a job, how do you spin it to say, you know what, this is my plan and this is how I'm going to do it. And then I think one of the one of the most valuable things uh, that we talked about, which is really underrated, is what's your story as a leader, right? Talk about a lot about entrepreneurship and what's the story and this person grew up and you know came from nothing or something. What about within your company? What story are you telling within your company, right? Think about the mailroom, the CEO. What's your story? So, um, yeah, so go to Acton League. Uh, send us an email at the bottom. You can see info at Acton League, uh, at Acton right? Go to the website. Uh, send us a text message. Like, give us a call, right? Somebody's ready to answer your question for you, give you the right direction or where you need to go. Uh, again, we got limited spots available. So I think we what we have three spots left, something like that. Three spots. Three. Three. So we got three spots left. Uh, and that's gonna kick off. We're gonna kick that off. Um, somebody correct me on the date. When 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 are we starting? Middle of November. All right. So 15th. Yep. So November 15th, we'll be kicking that off for y'all. And I mean it's gonna be fire on this on this group, right? So we we are going to push out valuable people into society from this. So y'all sign up for that. Uh, before we go out, is there any any last words, anything that y'all want to want to leave the people with? No, I mean, again, just remember that if you are going to have like, man, they taking over, like, I don't get why they're doing that. Like, they need to like think about everybody again. If you I understand that. But essentially, does your product, service, experience, does it match up 
to who you're complaining about? Is it at that level or is it beyond it, right? So you have to make sure that you come with the fire, make sure you have your systems, your processes together. And of course, again, connect with us if you wanna be a part of that cohort, regardless of what level you are in business, maybe you need to revamp, you need to make some changes. Maybe you're an emerging entrepreneur or an emerging leader and you wanna figure out what you can do to make sure that you are headed in the right direction so you can essentially dominate your professional career, dominate your industry. You need to be a part of it, but again, you have to make sure you are top-notch and if you aren't top-notch you need to invest in the things that's going to help you get to where top-notch is and for me you know when we just think about as businesses innovate as they grow as they have vision these companies that are where they are because they have vision and they weren't scared to step out on faith or on that limb or whatever you want to call it and chase that dream that vision Google did not want to be another Microsoft. They don't want to be another Yahoo. They don't want to be another MSN. They don't want to be another Lycos, another Netscape Navigator. <laughs> they don't want to be one of those. They wanted to be their own, and they brought a product to the market that met demands. You can't take a person's, or if I'm a business, I can't take another business's clients unless i'm giving or meeting a need that that business isn't meeting so as an entrepreneur or as a leader you need to look at what are the needs of my clients am i meeting them all and if a competitor does come up how can i prevent them from coming and taking my clients so i just want to leave that that thought process business is evolving every single day you have to stay ahead of the game yeah and i mean that's that's the name of the game, right? Stay ahead, stay innovating, you know, entrepreneurship, leadership. You have to stay ahead of the game, right? Like y'all know I'm all about building teams and whatnot, and you have to stay. Something that Aisha and I talked about the other day was how do you stay ahead of the game from home, right? And then I had a I had a, um, a session with my mentor, and he said, you know what? He said, uh, even in these times, he said, I've, I've seen you lead people from a virtual space, but he said your biggest skill set that you have is being in front of people. So he was like, also understand what your skill set is. Right. There are some people who probably came out of their shell in the virtual space. Right. There's some people who are like myself. When I'm in front of people, that's when I'm at my best. But I have to identify that. I have to know that. So don't just walk around thinking like, oh, I'm just leading. Right. I'm just just leading, just building a business here, just doing my thing. Um, so, yeah, always realize what your skill sets are. Uh, if you also, if you're having trouble with that, definitely get with us on the Act and Lead Insights because we can teach you what that skill set is. So without further ado, look, this has been your Saturday Act and Lead session, right? This is the rise or fall. Um, before we go, I don't think we necessarily need to answer this question, but let's talk about it. Is Google going to rise or are they going to fall? Rise. Rise. <laughs> I think we all agree. I don't think there's any falling for Google. I don't think there's anything that, uh, yeah, they might get slapped on the hand. And to be honest with you, after I realized they paid $9 billion in a fine at one point in time, clearly that didn't affect them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is this has been fire today. Um, 
Y'all join us next week, same time. Thank you for listening into another episode of Internal Fire Presents the Act and Lead series. It's one thing to get information, but it's another thing to apply it. So leaders out there, take this information. How can you apply it in how you manage, how you lead, how you do things in business, how you continue to move forward? And as we always say, we don't just lead, we mix action with leadership. Tune into a next episode next week and learn more about us at athleteconsulting.com. I got you. It's coming. Are you ready to ignite the fire? We are Speak Fire. Oh, and by the way, that's fire with a Y. What's going on, everyone? Internal fire. Student fire. Young fire. Father's fire. Leadership fire. Champion fire. unlocking the fire within thank you all for tuning in let's grow speak fire speakfire.com speak fire with a y we have a new episode that comes out every monday at 4 a.m are you going to be up with us deuces